0: No matter where in this wild, wacky, and sometimes wonderful world you might be. Thank you for making the Highbury Squad part of your day. You guys ask, I deliver. This one's a special one. Let's rock and roll. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad. Bodies and everyone listening, welcome to another episode of The Hybrid Squad. To those listening on our audio platforms and um, on replay, <laughs> this is on replay because it's pre-recorded. Well done. It's been a long week already. Here we go. Joining me today, you asked for him and I sent out a kind email to him um maybe not as kind as his tweet about us but we're going to get stuck into it ian doyle from liverpool echo welcome to squad central and thank you for accepting our invitation
1: to come on the show a pleasure it can't be as bad as what i get from liverpool fans believe me
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so let's talk about that just a little bit because even as a as a as a journalist 20 plus years now you've been covering liverpool um seeing the good the bad and the ugly And, you know, our our channel and um, I've been covering the game for a long time, Arsenal in particular, you know, for forever. However, you do get it from your own fans. Sometimes even when you say something complimentary, I'd love to hear it from that side a little bit, too, because no matter what, you can't please everybody, can you?
1: No, you can't, no matter what. But you kind of learn that over time. I mean, I always say that from a journalistic point of view, as you say, I've been doing this for 20 odd years and you know social media in the last 10 to 15 years has become a thing so i'd already got my feet under the table and knew what i was doing i feel a kind of a little bit sorry for the youngsters who are coming through trying to make their way in mm. journalism and they write something that they may be quite proud of and then ten thousand people turn around and say to them you're an idiot just because they didn't agree with what you said or you're a rubbish journalist the thing is there's a, there's a total difference between not agreeing with somebody's opinion and saying they're doing the job wrong it's two completely different things but on social media they tend to come across as the same thing so you write something that somebody doesn't agree with everybody thinks you're rubbish at your job which yeah. i'm pretty sure we're gonna get on to can i just say that
0: you were <laughs> rubbish at your job that day <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh
0: let me read something uh i'll read it to you and i know look um i'm gonna ask all the questions the fans want me to otherwise yes. they'll kill me won't they right yeah. and i have to ask you too because I've always felt that Arsenal and Liverpool over the last 20 odd plus, maybe 30 years since you had won the title, we there was a similar storyline, right? Of course, our storyline is not the same as yours in Europe. You know, we lust after that type of success in Europe. Um, so I felt like because I had just spoken to the Anfield rap guys uh, for the game, and Stevie Nickel came on for the post game. And both of them felt that Arsenal are so not lucky. And the Anfield rap guys totally disagreed with what you had written and what you said, and here's what it was. Who will win the title? Eight points clear going into the final two months of the season. It will be required, arguably one of the worst capitulations in Premier League history for Arsenal not to win the title. The fact is so much has gone for the Gunners this season. Lack of injuries, troubles at their rivals, um, general officiating decisions, teams not taking them seriously, Minimal pressure and expectation from the national media that their ability to take advantage of situations that has been forged for a few years under Arteta is now bearing fruit. In any normal season, they'd be fourth. But this isn't the normal season. And a failure to finish the job now would damage the reputation of all involved considerably. Arsenal can't
1: blow it now. Do
0: you still mean all of those things you said?
1: What I would say is this. This has obviously come from... It's come from a point of view where if you actually go the good thing about being a journalist everything i've written is out there tweets and everything it's there so you can check go and check all of them i do i have
0: some of your tweets yeah. as well they're check not
1: very it. nice <laughs> right. but then go back you can go back years and yeah you will know, start at the very 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 beginning of it all It's when liverpool were going for the title in 2019 and they ended up getting 90 odd points and finished second there was loads of people who were saying they would blown it and me and my colleagues were like hang on they got 97 points here They literally Mm -hmm. couldn't have done hardly any much more to to actually win it. And people saying, yeah, they bottled it. They lost one game all season. So when Arsenal were at the start of the season, say about October, November time, when they were kind of getting, you know, it looked as though they weren't going to fall away. I started putting these kind of, not sarcastic, but ironic tweets of like, oh, Arsenal can't blow it now. They're definitely going to win the league kind of thing. And quite a few Liverpool fans got it, but a lot of them didn't. And like, we're on about, there's still 30-odd games to go, 25. And people understood that I was just making reference to what a lot of the national media was saying about Liverpool. But mm-hmm. since then, it's kind of like taken on its kind of its own little thing. And I know you're going to pick apart one by one the stuff that I said. What I would also say about that—that that article was written now a month ago. And what it was is that we got asked at the end of a working day, "Can you all just write who's going to win the league, top four, this, that, and the other?" So it's all part of a big piece that was written. We didn't know where it was going to go because everybody across. Uh, we're owned by the company called reach plc so they own a lot of regional newspapers and as long as, as uh, sorry along with the mirror and uh the express and the star and, and national newspapers like that mm-hmm. so all to provide our little input so i thought well i actually asked to in the league which i thought a lot of people would have said man city for a start so it's actually back in arsenal to win the league but then i thought about it and i think oh, well they have had a, quite a lot of things have gone their way and i didn't expect it to be you know two, I think it was two or three weeks later that somebody, an Arsenal fan, picked up on it, and then it came from then it just happened to be just before the game against mm-hmm. Liverpool. There'd been an international break, and they'd all played a game at least one game since then. So yeah, I completely, well, I'd completely forgotten about it.
0: <laughs> well, we reminded <laughs> I like, hey, you. I,
1: I, I come <laughs> you... on to Twitter, I come on to Twitter, one day and then was like, What on earth? <laughs> you poked
0: the gunner, bear, didn't you? And the cannon I'm went like off.
1: <laughs> well as i say liverpool fans anyone who follows me on twitter will know that i'm quite prone to doing that but not in a nasty way you know i don't don't do it without any justification i got in trouble with some united fans i think the week before manchester united fans the week before by saying some not very complimentary things about the attitude of bruno fernandez on the pitch but i wasn't saying anything that nobody else was saying you know what i mean
0: yeah i so, have one of your tweets here from december is it december it or yeah, uh, hard to see how Arsenal lose the league from yeah, this position. Uh, Not many games left. Fate remains on their side. You remember that, that one? That
1: seems, see now, now you see where I'm coming from with this. Well, so.
0: now these ones, I did, I did chuckle at this one. Um, that should be the Premier League title for Arsenal. Now that was in January yeah. with only half the seasons. But listen, so you, I joke as well, but this isn't yeah. stemming from this, is it? Oh, I mean, because no. it's definitely not stemming from this. <laughs>
1: well, that, that finished 4 Oh, That was a good game. That was a great I mean, game. I mean, if I'd been a journalist, I think the Michael Thomas one would have been bad because I've actually just control A, delete, and just start again when I was writing at <laughs> the last minute. That, that's all we're bothered about these days. It's, oh, no, don't, nobody's scoring the last minute. So... Uh, I'm quite um, happy to go through each 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 point. Yeah, let's matrix. do it. Let's do it because
0: yeah. I, I want to give kind of like where I was thinking from it too, which is why I yeah. when I wrote to you as well. By the way, Ian, you know, um, I felt that. Well, let's let's go through let's go through these bits, right? So l- the first thing that I think is really off is the choking bottling part, right?
1: That well, Be- now you know the context of what I'm saying. there. Right. That's about. So it wasn't necessarily going to Arsenal. Right. So people who say say that if somebody drops it from this, you know, with that kind of lead, they must be bottling it. Because we're going to come on in a bit to Manchester City. And we'll, in fact, you want to deal with, I know we'll go back to them. Do you want to deal with Manchester City? Just tell me
0: what, let's just have a conversation like we're down the pub rather than me throw questions and and, and rip it up piece by piece. Because I I can rip it to shreds piece by piece. But you and I, (laughs) both like, you know, journalists and stuff, I want to have a very healthy conversation with you because i do feel that you know for me choking and bottling it is this right 7-0 losing to your biggest rivals and getting absolutely humiliated that to me is a bottle and a choke job for the youngest team in the premier league with a Cone manager, as everyone has labelled him, to be where they're at against that Manchester City with Erling Haaland, with all the money, with the most genius manager, you know, in modern times, one of. And we're here. So talk me through it.
1: A couple of things. I think my United lost seven-nil to Liverpool because they're not very good. More than else. <laughs> I think they probably not are. Top disagree. Four. Yeah, they are top four, but they're not quite first or second. Arteta, again, look at all my tweets. When going back to when he first started, that also, I used to cover Everton for 18 years, and this is when Arteta was playing oh, for you. Everton. Yeah, but what's when Arteta was playing for Everton? And he won't remember me now, but you know, I used to like cover them every other weekend, so I got mm. to kind of know him and interviewed him quite a few times when he was a player. He's actually one of the few players who's pulled me up on a match report and he said something I'd written about him, even though it was kind of complimentary in a way by saying. He played OK, but not up to his usual standards. And he just walking past me. And the what did he say? Do you went, remember? Yeah, he said something like, not up to my usual standards, but we were on about something you know, something along those lines. So that's not usual for players, even back then, to to pick you up on what mm-hmm. you've written. So obviously a scholar of the game. And he knows it to read, of course. Um, <sighs> it's, it, but Arteta, Man City, he obviously was at Man City, wasn't he, for quite some time yes. on the coaching staff. And even when he first came in, he was having a few troubles. When they played Liverpool and I think there was a game the other year where they got beat 4-0, remember saying yeah. at the time that it's okay, Arsenal lost again at Anfield, but they're a different kind of Arsenal. You can see that Arteta, you can see what he wants to do and what he wanna try. But when he first came in, he didn't have the players to do it. And I think that's something that's changed over time. And I got a little bit of grief off some fans saying Liverpool only won the title in the COVID season because of COVID. But they were like, 20-odd points clear before the lockdown. But what did happen in them is because Arsenal won the FA Cup. And I do wonder whether that kept Arteta in a job. And I don't know whether having no fans there against Man City in the semi-chelsea in the final... I oh, no, know, the FA
0: Cup gave him a lot of yeah. love coupons. That was yeah. massive.
1: Yes. Yeah, so like 10
0: know. Hogs love coupons now with the Carling Cup.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it got Arteta in. And I actually think, having gone, you know, going to, going to the Emirates you know, every year or sometimes twice a year when they're playing. The atmosphere has changed over the last couple of years. And again, you can have a look, because it's all there. I've written and said, well, something's happening here at Arsenal. You can tell because the fans are starting to believe in it, this, that and the other. So I've never thought that they weren't going to become a good team. And obviously when what happened towards the end of last year, that last season, I should say, that kind of, you know, the old fears were risen risen again, Were they a little bit, the way that it kind of fell away, it, it, trying to get in the top four. Mm-hmm. But what was interesting about arsenal this season is that they had a very good pre-season didn't they won a nice. lot of games i seem to recall and everyone was saying well it's only pre-season what does that really matter but because it was so short in the same way for liverpool it became a negative because they didn't have a good one and then they took that went into the season arsenal took that into the season and the way that the season has been split up with the world cup bang in the middle which by the way explains why this has been a season not like any other that's what that point is. Just basically, there's this. Big, you should
0: have made that clearer. But
1: they should have known. To be fair, I'm just, I'm just,
0: you should have made it clearer, or, Mr. Doyle. There was six, or,
1: six or seven week gap in the middle. Where nobody knew how anybody was going to react. Nobody knew, and I actually thought at the time that it might not, it might not help Arsenal, but it's kind of not made really much difference to what they've done. Um, so that's that. That's that point. So I think. I'm not being nasty to Arsenal. It's just, it's funny when you read it out, it sounded way worse when you read it out than
0: it felt in my head. (laughs) Ian, I don't know if you know here, but there's, um, Jimmy Kimmel does this thing where he reads mean tweets, but he has the celebrity who it's about read them. And when they read them, it's like, wow, that sounds harsh. And I mean, you got our backs up big time, because I think Arsenal fans, for the first time in a long time, don't believe any of that to be true. And I, I don't think the table lies at this point in the season. So, the lucky part, right? You know what's, uh, and you talk about where we're lucky because other teams are unlucky, right? Do you know what I think is unlucky? And I'm, put, I'm showing you this just because I think this is really unlucky, right? You can't be more unlucky than Liverpool with, you know, losing a title with a millimetre of a ball not going under over the line. You, this is unlucky. People can take the piss out of this all they like. How unlucky can you get? With this moment, it's with Gerard slipping. So unlucky for our audio listeners. I just shown the ball that didn't go over the line against City in the game a couple of seasons ago. Uh, was it three seasons now? <laughs> I can
1: it, four now. Four, four. Is it
0: four seasons? while wow, yeah. time flies. And the Gerard slip, which you know, if that happened to us as Arsenal fans, I'm not. There's still. There's something you never get over. Those things are unlucky. I don't know if there's been that type of unluckiness for squads this season. You know, at the start of the season, you know, you went for a quadruple last year. Everyone's talking about well, what are Liverpool going to do this year? City, of course, with Haaland, the Marvel comic book character. Nobody could wait to see how that was going to turn out. Chelsea and, uh, you know, kind of going into their next phase or whatever they were doing, the biggest mistake they made was getting rid of two corkers. Who knows where they would be now? And Tottenham, you know, once again, the darlings because of Harry Kane would probably end up being Spursy. But all of this hope, all of this, and we... Weren't even in the conversation. We just weren't.
1: There's obviously a reason for that because of what happened towards the end of last season.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think
1: that's fair enough. Uh, I don't think anyone was back in Arsenal to to go for the title. What I would say about that, going back to the Manchester City point I was going to make before, is I think over the next couple of weeks, your Arsenal fans are going to realise what it's like to come up against Manchester City. I regard Manchester City as, in some ways, irrelevant in the sense that they're not they're not the same as everybody else you know newcastle might have got some money now and chelsea have had some money for years you know united have always had a bit but i just think manchester city are this completely utter different thing because they do have probably the best manager in the world and the way that they play the game and have been able to buy the right players is mm-hmm. i'm just looking at you know, the injuries thing which we're going to bring up yeah arsenal i think on oh, the last i've got a, a, a table up here on um, this is before the international break I think Arsenal at the 14th or 15th least amount of injuries in terms of days missing from players. Now the top. But also, t- Ian,
0: yeah. one injury that was the most devastating of all.
1: Gotta say, Jesus. Hey,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. One player changes everything. You guys know that. You brought in two players and it got you the title. Van Dijk and Allison. You know, you guys built from the front back. Those two players solidified you finally winning the title L- losing jesus when he came in with that mentality and so much impact he was the reason really the main reason why we were flying the way we were and then to have eddie and ketia come in and fill the gap like nothing happened that that's not luck that's hard work that is
1: being prepared i'm, I'm not saying that's lucky i'm saying i'm saying the fortune if there's any of the injuries is the fact that as i say forget man says he goes look at my time a sec which two teams played the most games last season? Liverpool and Chelsea played like 60-odd games and with no real break, they both had the most injuries. And I know Chelsea have basically bought about three teams since then, which is just ridiculous. Liverpool haven't been able to do that. Liverpool mm. far and away, got the most injuries. United have had quite a bit. And I think Tottenham over the last couple of weeks, they've suddenly started getting quite a lot as well. I mean, Tottenham, change the manager i don't know what's going on there to be honest you'll know more than i do i
0: mean it. look at all the managers that, that have changed so, getting rid of yeah. rogers getting rid yeah. of you know conte they're bit, all suffering
1: it's just strange that so mm. i think the fortune i don't think you can argue with the injuries won't be being, being a slightly fortunate but then i also think that's also comes back to last season where you weren't in europe didn't play as many games you had good preparation so that's not so much well, we've I mean, lost Tommy. We lost Tommy Yasu.
0: We lost three major players last season, right? We lost Tommy Yasu, Partey, Tierney. That was it. It was over. We've lost Thomas Partey for a few games this season. We've lost um, We've lost um, Tommy Yasu completely for the season. We lost Ben White for a few games. We've lost Saliba. I mean, that is the spine of the team from the back to the it's front. Only,
1: it's not like... Uh, I can only give you Liverpool as an example. Liverpool have like lost players for six months at a time. Which is, and we're talking major players as well, like Luis. But Diaz when you won the league, league that had run.
0: happened. That had happened pre previous. I guess my point is, when Liverpool won the league, when Chelsea won the league, when City won the league, is it because everyone else is unlucky? No, and... no I'm not.
1: I'm not right. saying that because the one team I've not mentioned in any of that is Man City, who are the team you are competing against for the title, and they're the ones that have got fewer injuries than almost everybody apart from Brighton. And the reason they can do that. It's because the way they play, they don't have to run around as much as other teams. They don't have to get involved in all these challenges, you know, even stuff like that. Because they've got this kind of freakish team with a freakish manager and all the players, and that goes back to why it's so difficult to overcome City, which is what I was just trying to say before. Mm-hmm. We'll find out now over the next, I reckon, eight games, and I also think it's almost started happening. Obviously, it was at Anfield when they played when they played Liverpool the other week. Um, I can say you, if you didn't think Liverpool were rubbish, if you saw the first half an hour, I've been you know Liverpool have been terrible for a lot of games this season. So when it's two nil, we were all going this could be about five or six here. Liverpool mm-hmm. are, are hopeless. Every time Arsenal go forward, they look like they're going to score, and then of course it was the old you now a lot a lot has been made of it. I suppose the Jacker uh, Trent Alexander Arnold incident, but. That didn't really get... That. Yeah, that happens
0: in every game. You guys... Yeah, exactly. Really,
1: yeah. Exactly. The fact that Liverpool scored just before half-time was the big difference. Exactly. And second half, Liverpool were like, well, I on, it's like the last nine months didn't happen for both teams, actually. So... Uh, you know, Ian,
0: I want to tap into your experience as a Liverpool fan with the city. Liverpool season.
1: reporter,
0: Liverpool reporter. A Liverpool reporter, reporter. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Uh, I do that with our ref as well. That comes on. He has a dodgy accent, like you. Um, Manchester City. I've always said we've got to play them twice, and that game was moved. Right and until we play them, I I can't say what the title looks like. Did I? Am I? Did I believe? And have I been believing? Of course. But the West Ham game, I think, was the reality check moment, right? Who we're dealing with. Because when you feel someone breathing on your neck, it's very unnerving and uncomfortable. And you can feel their breath and it's getting heavier, deeper, a bit sweatier even. It's, It's, you know, squeaky bum time for us. They're relentless. And they're coming. And I don't think it's down to them. I think it's about us right now because i don't see them dropping any points do you
1: yes i do actually city won't win every single game because even talk there, to me you know,
0: and now i like you come on
1: <laughs> but, so this is why Arsenal. If, if Arsenal are going to win the league they're probably going to get beat at city right they're probably going to get beat i think everybody thinks that sorry to you know most teams lose at man city anyway especially towards the end of the season so it's not wouldn't be that big a shock but the good thing for arsenal is that it's still a month away from the end of the season Mm -hmm. but there's still about four or five games to go after that so there's enough chance for City to mess up and for Arsenal to keep on going so if they they just can't whatever happens in that game against City even if they win if Arsenal win they're just gonna have to immediately forget about it that's the best thing they could possibly do and that includes the fans as well but it's impossible to do that if many supporters because you can't just turn up if you get a good win or a big defeat because I'm sure you've uh, found out after the, the game at West Ham on Sunday
0: yeah. The reason I put this picture back up again is Anfield 89 is, can we do that? Like, it was so much harder. Like, when people talk about what we have to do, we've got to go to the Etihad. We still have all these, we have other games and they've got games. That game was the game, right? It doesn't get much... I mean, I think that's one of the biggest games in, if not the biggest game in English football history, If how things change for us. I mean, the, the, the juggernaut that was Liverpool. I mean, even as young fans, we used to admire liverpool players right the way you played the game and stuff city admired now dazzling like they're just this beast at the end of the season it's it feels like it's gone back to david versus goliath can you see arsenal cracking the nut there the way the same way we did at anfield in 89
1: well, in terms of winning at man city or winning the league
0: winning almost. at man city and, and then what that means you know
1: well i mean they can win at man city brentford won there didn't they the other week. Yeah, even Everton
0: got, Everton
1: got a now. point, didn't they? Everton got a point there, yeah. Mm. I mean, Liverpool were one 0 ahead and then suddenly remembered that they're not very good and got big 4-1. That's the thing with cities that once they get on a roll, that's it. They they know that the no one's better than them at doing that. So you don't you just don't want them to do that. But they, they do give other teams chances because of the way that they play. So my worry for Arsenal has been, and I've, that the last couple of games has kind of shown it, is that they're very, very good at starting games now, but because he hasn't rotated the team as much, perhaps, as he could have, whether it's because he just wants to keep the, you know, the same team on, winning games, or he feels as though it's Arteta, he feels as though those who are on the fringes aren't quite as good as the ones coming in, which is a problem City don't have, because all of their players are almost all at the same level, which is, again, why they're such a freakish team, because no one else can do that, is that they're just starting to get tired in the last 20, 25, 30 minutes. around so Anfield didn't see the game against West Ham, but I've been speaking to people who watched it, and they said it was almost exactly the same thing happened again. Now, I think it's a good thing you are playing Southampton on Friday because Southampton are probably gone. And I tell you what, if you don't win that game, then forget it, really. So it's a big game in that sense. But I do think Arsenal will win because Southampton are terrible. Um, and then it's obviously the big. Is it next? Next week, isn't it? Next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the big game then.
0: A week today, the match of all matches. Ian, you're absolutely right. And uh, yeah, I agree with you. If we don't win that game against Southampton, you can kiss the title goodbye there's no doubt about it um okay i'll get you out on these um thanks to ian doyle from the liverpool echo for joining arsenal fans if you want to follow ian please do so here liverpool fans if you're listening (laughs) (laughs) this has turned out a little better um than i think ian maybe was thinking ian have i been nice
1: you've been very nice thank you
0: you're very welcome very welcome listen i know how hard it is to be a journalist but don't do it again do you promise? <laughs> uh,
1: but, <laughs> if, if, if I've got the chance to do it again, then that's good news for Arsenal, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah.
0: Um, okay, so, the, and uh, you know, at the beginning I was going to say we've been so similar. um to my favourite ever players, right? Who didn't love watching King Kenny play? And then, of course, Mr. Liam Brady,
1: mm. you know,
0: we and then captains as well. Adams, Vieira. You know, you've had Gerard and Henderson of late, but great captains in the past. Even now, they're comparing our Trossard to your Jota. So I think there's similarities to our clubs when it comes to the footballing side of things. And maybe similarities in the sense that some Liverpool fans and some Arsenal thinks that think that we're two proper English clubs who have tried to do it the right way, which is why maybe, you know, we thought, Liverpool who were there, weren't there for 30 years, maybe you would understand a little bit more about our plight and kind of what we're trying to do and where we're going to. And especially we feel like, why would Liverpool fans want City to win the title? Why would Liverpool journalists want City to win the title? Well,
1: hang up. Said, Do you want Arsenal or it? City to win the title? Win it. down, it's down in Prince. I reckon okay. Arsenal will win it. <laughs> do you want us to win it over them?
0: Are you yeah, allowed to so. say?
1: What I would say is this. What I would say is this, from some Liverpool fans that I know, their only gripe with Arsenal is that I think they'd be a little bit jealous of the fact that Liverpool won it in 2020 and it was in the COVID and they couldn't do the whole celebration. So for a lot of fans, it feels as though they never won it. And then the one time that City threatened to slightly go off their best was the one season that Liverpool decided to go and absolutely massively implode and somebody else has come along and kind of challenged. And I think that's the real reason that any Liverpool fans would get jealous, because otherwise there's no love lost between Liverpool and City because of not even so much things on the In fact, probably less so things on the pitch than things that happen off it. And obviously there's only there's only one title contender that's under investigation from the Premier League at the moment. So there you go.
0: Sorry, you're not sure what happened there. Liverpool um are are, uh, are having a, a rotten season and I'm sure you'll bounce back next season. Do you expect to bounce back next season? Just real quick?
1: <laughs> It'll be I mean, it can't be as bad as this season. I think the fact that they, they the fact they can beat United 7 0 go and win six one at Leeds, you know, they beat Napoli, you know, they've won some of the big games, they beat City twice. So it does does show that. If he can get a couple of good midfielders in, they'll be challenging with Arsenal for second place behind City again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate your candor just a second ago in return in regards to the bitterness, because I do feel there is quite a bit of that uh, flying around, and just it, it feels like any opportunity people get to beat Arsenal with the stick, it happens. I think some other fans from clubs may think the same, but there's just something about maybe going invincible and winning the league. At, White Hart Lane, Anfield and Old Trafford that gets opposing fans riled up despite the fact that we haven't won it for 20 years. But I appreciate um, journalists like you who put themselves out there and the fact that you were willing to come on the show to talk about um, your bits and bobs about the Arsenal with me is very much appreciated, Ian. Thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. At ease, squad ease, at ease. At <laughs> ease. Mind the gap between the train and the platform. Please stand clear of the discussion doors. The next stop is Highbury Squad.